0: You are a part of the lucky 10,000, with your host, Evan. A stubborn guy, but
1: brilliant, highly intelligent, eccentric, quite true. But the image of his being some kind of a dumbbell is, is absolutely wrong.
0: Hey guys, this is Evan. This is Emily, and we are the Lucky Ten Thousand, the podcast that gets you luckier than... Oh fuck it, we're not lucky. We're we're horrible. Yeah. We're losing our second co-host. Aww. But we'll explain that in a second. First, we would like to say thank you to Podbean and Stitcher for having us. Thank you for the Tangent Bound Network for adding us to their network. Email us Lucky Ten Thousand at Gmail. Our Twitter at uh, Lucky Underscore Ten K. Yeah, you got and it. And our um. Uh, Facebook group page is Lucky10,000, and welcome to the season premiere of season three. Bum, bum, buh. Bum, bum, buh. The mystery season.
1: Ooh, hashtag mystery season.
0: Hashtag mystery season. Hashtag season of mystery. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> but um, before we get into the mystery we're discussing today, I do just want to say uh, this is our last, for now, official episode with Emily Grove as the full-time co-host because Emily Grove is going down to Dallas, Texas, with her partner Sam. I'm moving. Yeah, and not that we couldn't still do this over Skype or something. We could, but I think it'd be logistically hard and finding the time. And you yeah. guys are settling. I'm and in
1: a different time zone.
0: Different time zone. Yeah, you're going to be what, an hour behind us. It's Texas.
1: I think I don't I think Texas is like I, an hour behind us. Texas is like a different country, so I don't know.
0: I mean, it's big enough to be a country. It's big. And you got to deal with all them Mexicans coming in.
1: Well, I have to deal with the heat.
0: <laughs> that too. Um, but so we wanted to make this first episode sort of uh, a send off for <gasps> Emily because she did such a good job I'll, last I'll season. Take
1: a, I'll take a journey. Yeah. Like, uh, but I won't be in a plane. I'll you be driving.
0: You could still disappear.
1: I still could.
0: And Somewhere
1: so, between here and Dallas. Yeah.
0: And the thing is, like, I'm recording all of these episodes out of sequence. At the time we're recording this, I've already done an episode with Teddy in the Basement about Jack the Ripper. Ooh. But I know it's going to be so good. But this one, I think, will be just as good because Emily picked the mystery.
1: I did. So I'm,
0: she's very passionate about it.
1: Well, it's, I don't know that I'm passionate about it. I'm just intrigued.
0: I'm intrigued as well. And I'll tell you what. We'll go ahead and tell you. This is for uh, the disappear, the life and disappearance of Amelia Earhart.
1: Ba, ba. Ba, ba,
0: ba. Some people say aliens came down.
1: Are you serious? And
0: gave her a butt probe. No. And then took a cow. I'm gonna miss that. No you one else is allowed that, to do that.
1: You I was gonna say you have to put it in every episode, but maybe <laughs> yeah.
0: not. I mean maybe that'll be the new station break thing. Is this your um but I also think it's an interesting, and, and I'm glad you picked this one because there's a there's an element of feminism to it as well. It
1: sure is. Because
0: Amelia Earhart was doing things. She was a that badass
1: mofo. She
0: really was. And the yeah. thing was like, I knew about her attempt to circumnavigate the world. Yeah. I knew about, you know, I knew there was something else that she had done. But until I really started researching it, all this shit comes up and you're just like, she really was a badass. Yeah. Yeah. And baller, it's so baller, baller. sad baller. and so weird what happened. So let's just go ahead and start there. Amelia Earhart, Life and Times. Yeah. What do you got for me? Okay,
1: I got a little timeline, Evan. I do too. Oh my gosh. Let's like combine our timelines and let's make do an it. ultimate timeline. Or
0: an alternate timeline. Thank you. Where Amelia Earhart is somewhere right now doing a podcast about the disappearance of uh, us.
1: us uh- That's so weird (laughs) Wouldn't it be? My mind is blown because that actually exists Yeah Okay, I have to Also,
0: one thing I would like to comment on What? uh, Again, I don't know how many episodes of the Bearded Ones will have come out by the time this episode premieres One of the more interesting facts I found out about Amelia Earhart Mm -hmm. Same birthday, month and day, not year, as my dad
1: Yes, I was going to say July 24th July 24th July 24th, and we're recording right around that time right now Yeah yeah. It's coming upon So us. it would be,
0: you know, what was cool is I didn't realize this until I did the Jack the Ripper episode and I was doing research for Jack the Ripper is that uh, he started his murders in August <gasps> and Hot in box. 1888. So this will be like the 130th Ooh. anniversary. So this stuff is timing out Ooh. very well. Yeah. Way to go, y'all. So, yeah, she was born July 24th, 1897.
1: Atchison, Kansas.
0: Atchison, Kansas. A Kansas girl. You can kind of see the country in her when you look at pictures of her. She looked like yeah. a woman that spent a lot of time outside. Yeah. I don't mean that in a negative way. She just looked like she could handle herself around, you know, around farm equipment.
1: <laughs> she could handle herself around a plane. I know that I don't have like a ton of like personal stuff. Right. I know that there was some stuff like her parents were not pilots. No. And they kind of like didn't like her being a pilot.
0: Uh, now, see, I didn't know this. Do yeah. tell,
1: but um, but she was in junior college. But then in 1918, she left junior college, and her sister was in was living in Canada, and she uh-huh. was like, I. She visited her sister while she was in junior college, and was really interested in helping World War One veterans. Okay, um, and like treating World War One soldiers. I didn't know that. Um, so she left junior college and moved to Toronto, and was starting to help. Helped take care of World War One vets. That's awesome. Which I thought was great. That's amazing. And then she took her first airplane ride in 1920... And was like, I love this. Yeah. So I'm going to keep flying. And she
0: was in that plane for all of, what, 10 minutes? Something along those oh, lines. Oh, I didn't hear that. Yeah, it was at the fair or something. <gasps> oh. In fact, what I have, everything you said, I didn't know other than her birth and visiting her sister. Yeah. But when she was visiting her sister in 1917, yeah. they went to an aviation expo. Oh, my god. And a plane blew right past her. This little red, like, biplane or whatever. And this is a quote. From I Amelia Earhart. I believe that little red airplane said something to me as it swished by. I so like she hadn't had been in a plane yet, but just the sound of it and just the experience, she was just like, oh, this is some, there's something here.
1: To like have that kind of purpose in life, yes. to know that is something I long for.
0: Oh, man. My daughter- Ever since she was like three, said so all she wanted to be was a vet, and she loved oh. she loves animals so much. I was like, that kid knows what she wants to be. Oh my god! Now it's turned to music. Yeah, but still
1: to have that like I just I know like what there's I want. no questioning because kids
0: it. play. I want to be an astronaut. I want to be a cowboy. I, I no be kids a, play a those tongue, games anymore. By the way, there's not a single kid oh, that plays not. astronauts or cowboys anymore.
1: <laughs> Maybe not.
0: Maybe kids today say, I want to be a ninja turtle. I want to be a transformer.
1: That's me. Yeah, I still want to be a transformer. Oh,
0: totally. I mean, I'm
1: that's the only transformer i know uh, it prime i like
0: yeah um but uh, that's to awesome. know and she wasn't a kid kid when this happened but right. still to know like that's what my like, life has this been is missing
1: this yeah
0: week. it's like when yeah. people talk about you know seeing their future partner across the room and the right. soulmates and they want to be with this person for the rest of their lives that was her in that play or
1: like a calling you know yeah. like you know like uh you know, calling to be in the church or yeah. to, to be whatever, you know, yeah. to just know. Like, or to I
0: podcast.
1: Would... The call to the podcast. The call to podcast. Um, but then in 1921, yeah. tell me if I'm skipping ahead. I don't want to skip any of your dates.
0: I don't think so. I do have written about that plane ride that you talked about. Oh, yeah, that tell was me in more. December 1920 oh, cool. at an air show at Long Beach, California. Look she look spent at this. a 10 a
1: better job at researching than me. I always do. That's Emily. true.
0: Okay. I'm kidding. No, I don't. Uh, December 1920. She had a 10 minute plane ride, and that's when she knew for sure she wanted to fly.
1: That's amazing.
0: So this is probably uh, uh, an introduction into what you were about to say.
1: Yeah, I was just going to say in 1921 she bought her first plane, yep. which was a Kinner Airster. Yeah, I know nothing. About airplanes,
0: I know nothing about planes either. I know they called it the canary because it was yellow.
1: Oh, that's cute. Yeah, was it canary spelled with a K? Because a canary. spelled it's spelled with K I N N E R. I don't so I think so. It's the Although that canary,
0: that would have been too cute. Okay, I think yeah. Amelia was like, "I'm not for the nineteen Uh going to do that." Like
1: that's not it. Uh, and then she got her pilot's license in nineteen twenty three. Yeah. Uh, then I have in the mid nineteen twenties,
0: and really, really put that together though. Like, yeah, think about that for 19-23. a second. 1923. between. 1917 she saw a plane fl- fly by yeah. and in 1922 she bought one
1: yeah it's like five years she's like uh no i'm doing that it's the kind only of the been equivalent of like i just saw my first play five yeah. years i saw the first play ever in my life right and then five years later i'm like and i, just I own bought, a theater I, I bought a theater <laughs> and i will do this
0: and this she was only six months into flying lessons when she oh. bought the canary
1: oh look at you See, you know everything
0: Of course I do
1: um, I have that This is a cool thing In like the mid-1920s She moved to Massachusetts uh-huh. And she became a social worker At the Denison House Which was a settlement home For immigrants in Boston I didn't know that Isn't that cool? That's very cool Like she was just like Okay, well I'm gonna like Help World War II vets Yeah I World War I vets Because World War II Hadn't happened yeah. yet uh she was very i mean very very
0: forward thinking, forward thinking. like Not i know world impression. war is coming i'm gonna it's she goes to somebody's house you. that she somehow knows is going to be a veteran later in life and it's like what do you need from me We're i don't like, even know what you're talking about
1: said, like giving misinformation that amelia Earhart was oh, absolutely. also So uh, psychic
0: fake news
1: that's great um but, yeah, I just thought that was so interesting. She's like, I'm going to help World War One this, yeah. and then I'm also going to help immigrants in Boston. What a
0: forward-thinking, sympathetic person. I
1: like her. Because,
0: you know, there's always been, you know, part of the whole immigrant argument that people are having now. It's like, you know, I look at it like, okay, I'm a third Scotch-Irish. The Irish were treated like dog shit when right. they came to this country. Yeah. I might not even be around today if the people that didn't want the Irish here didn't get their way. Yeah. And for her— in that era, in that time, to go, no, fuck you guys. I'm going to help these people coming in.
1: Yeah. It's Not 1920s, just people coming in. but I'm going to be, like, helping people yeah. to get acclimated to American society. What a
0: forward-thinking, empathetic person. It's awesome. Which is just more tragic. Like, the more you learn I about know. the fact that she was a good person, too, the more you're like, fuck, why couldn't she still be around? 70,
1: 97, 07, mm-hmm. t- 17. Twenty seven, thirty seven. so she was like 40 at her disappearance. Somewhere around
0: those uh, somewhere oh. around there yeah I
1: can do math everyone um, the next date I have is April 1928
0: oh do, you, do know you know what her nickname was
1: oh what was it
0: uh, there was a guy Meals. named George Putnam yeah who wrote a book about her and then they ended up getting married I think yeah you and, sure did uh, I think he coined the phrase Lady Lindy because he had written yeah. about Charles Lindbergh Before he met Amelia Earhart.
1: I love that, And then
0: wrote a book about her. I love it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I have in 1928 in April, Mm -hmm. promoters were trying to find a woman to fly across the Atlantic Ocean, not to pilot, but just to fly across it. And they were like, hmm, who can we get? And they were like, how about this person named Amelia Earhart? And some people think that they chose her because she looked like Charles Lindbergh.
0: Oh, I guess she kind of did, didn't she? Yeah,
1: because Charles Lindbergh. For those who are listening who don't know this, who are, shouldn't even be listening to this, like <laughs> go go read a book. I'm kidding. Um, he was the first man to fly across the Atlantic, right? And he's
0: one them. of those names that everyone's heard and everyone associates it with Lucky planes. Lindy. But they're still just like, I don't know what he did. I just know he was in a plane and a did thing. something. The Lindbergh baby. The Lindbergh baby. That's uh-huh. why people know him. That's why people know I'm him. So
1: sad. Uh, that Agatha Christie play that's a that not oh, she a has play.
0: a play about the Lindbergh it's baby it's not all
1: about the Lindbergh baby exactly but it's like based on like the baby oh, okay. gets taken and they're like it was it the maid and it's like oh anyway Lindbergh baby makes me sad but so yeah I thought that was interesting the yeah were like, so she oh,
0: passengered she kind of across the Atlantic like yeah Lucky
1: Lindy. let's have her fly with another pilot across yeah and so she did that in June of that year of 28 And uh, what she boarded the seaplane, It was piloted by Wilmer Stoltz. I know you like take notes at home.
0: Oh yeah, no, I knew all about Wilmer Stoltz. He was from this famous Stoltz family that started their started their their fortune with gas caps. Yeah, and the Stoltz caps they called them
1: of the Gordon Fishermen. Yes. Um, and so we are so much information. And his uncle
0: was Uncle Ben of Uncle Ben's Rice, but it was a printing error that made him look. Like darker than he actually I was. No, Louis Gordon was
1: a black man. Yeah. Yeah. So, they, it, was yeah. Yeah, so they, it was a black family. Yeah. I'm kidding. So much I don't misinformation. Know. Yeah. Nothing. I don't know. Nothing we said I in the last thirty seconds that. is true. Uh, cut it, Evan. Cut it out. <laughs> uh, but so they she they left Canada and they landed in Bury Wales, and then she became an international celebrity. And that's amazing. And she wrote about it in a book called Twenty Hours Forty Minutes.
0: So that because that's how long it that's how long took. it took. but at this point, she's just can a you passenger have
1: 20 hours and 40 no. minutes to fly. Like, I it can't takes do two like, hours and it 40 takes minutes, like seven hours. That's it. Yeah, modern time. Yeah, the like aliens crazy. in the future will look back and be like, Oh, this is, this is seven hours. We can just teleport,
0: and then they will give someone a, an anal search, oh. they steal a cow, and then.
1: Yeah, let's put that in as much as possible.
0: Yeah. Um, But But she was also... mm -hmm. uh, Now, you may... I'm pretty sure you probably have this at some point, but I don't have the date for this. So if you can match the date up to this, one of her accomplishments before she did her solo pilot uh, flying across the Atlantic was she set the world record Mm -hmm. for altitude.
1: Yeah, she sure did, And she had
0: set set the record for women in altitude Mm -hmm. of 14,000 feet a few years before. But when she got comfortable flying, the altitude record she set was for all time, men and women, Yeah, and it was 18,415 feet.
1: Yep, in 1931, I love that. And that was the same year that she married George Palmer Putnam. Yes. And he um, was basically her publisher... And helped organize uh, that first flight w- that she was a – That's great. She was a passenger on. And she did a publicity tour also around the United States just like talking. Yeah. Like just touring around and being like, this is what happened when I, f- I flew. Yeah. But I didn't pilot, but I just flew in the plane. Now, do you have
0: the date for when she actually flew across the Atlantic?
1: Uh, Yeah, Earhart across the Atlantic alone. Right. Solo when she piloted. Uh, May 20th to 21st, 19, 1932.
0: Yeah. Can you so imagine?
1: It was two four years. Yeah. Four years after she just was a passenger. Can you across.
0: imagine flying a plane, being the only person on that plane and all you see is yeah, ocean?
1: That would be terrifying. Now, I don't know if it was nonstop. Either, I, either way. I know it was in a record time of 14 hours and 56 minutes.
0: Yeah. So and I, like
1: faster than when she was just like, I'm flying as a passenger, yes. which is 20 hours. She did it in 14 hours and 56 it's, minutes. It was crazy. So I would think her stops would be minimal. I would think so. That would be terrifying to me. Be oh. like, Well, if I go down everything and she talked like that, too, because yeah. it was like, I'm, I'm going to do a transcontinental <laughs> flight. I would definitely be talking to myself the whole time. Maybe I'll
0: stop at a speakeasy.
1: Oh, yeah. I'll get a <laughs> I will get would definitely be drinking on that. Break. Oh, yeah. Like ah, anything take the edge off?
0: Come over here, chum.
1: Sharks are coming at me. Come
0: and take the edge off, um, before I am chum. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I mean, because the ocean scares me enough just looking at it on land.
1: I don't, I don't like cruises. Yeah, I've never been. I mean, I've been on boats.
0: The Uh, largest boat that humanity has ever made would get swallowed whole and you'd never know it even existed by the furious ocean that we surround ourselves with. When I took my daughter to the beach for the first time, she loved swimming in the ocean. And you were
1: like, please. So I was like waist
0: deep and she was up to her neck and I was terrified the whole time. Like something's gonna grab her and drag her into the deep. And then that's it. It's all said and done. The
1: Kraken. The
0: Kraken. Night even. Um,
1: she left from Lockheed Vega in Newfoundland and got to Londonderry, North Ireland. So they probably, awesome. I guess, like the farther north is like the shorter distance. It's not like going from Florida to Barcelona or something. Yeah, you know.
0: Oh, and also one thing I do want to mention too. Yeah, she became president of the 99 Organization for Women's Aviation. Ooh! Right after she broke that world altitude Look record. At that.
1: Um, when she, uh, crossed the Atlantic, she experienced mechanical difficulties and inclement weather and couldn't land in her scheduled destination of Paris.
0: And this was was the one, was this the one where the plane actually caught fire? What? She was in one flight where everything just went wrong to the point where the engine even caught fire and she still...
1: Maybe that's it. ...landed. Holy moly.
0: She's a badass. She sure is. Because if that happened to me... I would I, shit myself. I would piss myself. Then I'd break glass and kill myself I so I wouldn't die in the I, wreckage of no, a plane. I would have
1: given up. Yeah, I would definitely give up her. Yeah. Or maybe not. Maybe in faced with with death, I would have been like, That's you true. know what? I'm repairing this engine and landing this mother truck. Yeah,
0: and then you would just crawl out of the door with no one else on the plane and fix the engine while it's in the air, and then crawl back in and land it.
1: Maybe put on your oxygen mask. Yeah. Put it That's, on yourself first. Yes. And then put it on and your child. And then child's. put it on
0: your child. Although uh, I don't know why she had someone's child with her on this she, she flight. Just That's had, just weird. I mean, she
1: wasn't alone. She had a baby with <laughs> yes, her. The she, whole
0: time. It wasn't her baby. The
1: baby was drunk. But it was it the
0: Lindbergh baby.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she stole. <laughs> Mr. Oh my God. She stole the Lindbergh baby. Solved. Lindbergh baby and Amelia. And Erhard. needed to get
0: rid of some ballast and just chucked it out the, <laughs> the door.
1: And thus it was never found. Yes. That's horrible. Yeah. She then published in 1932 "The Fun of It," which uh, chronicled her her a solo journey.
0: And so, at this point, she becomes like an international celebrity. Huge. You can find so many newsreels about her, so many interviews, so many pictures of the planes that she used up until her final, you know, fateful journey.
1: Oh, this might be. This might be the one. There was another. uh, There was another. Solo flight from Hawaii to California, which apparently I'm just—I sure. skipped ahead in my notes and it said it was like hazardous. That was a that
0: may have one. been the one where so the plane caught have been on fire, yeah, burning
1: too. Who knows? But there was definitely a burning engine.
0: I I got terrified hearing about Harrison Ford's golf course crash. What? Oh, you didn't hear about that? Oh no! Why? I think right before the Force Awakens came out, I mean, he's a pilot and he had like a small oh. little plane and he. See,
1: that's the thing. I am too involved in uh The force in like Star Wars yeah. And I'm like no Harrison Ford Died
0: yeah <laughs>
1: but, Sorry <hashtag laughs> Spoiler died. alert
0: <laughs> yeah seriously
1: Han Solo died Han Solo And I died. was I had they were inextricably Mixed in my head of course that they I was are. like Carrie Fisher Which is one
0: of the reasons that Solo the movie didn't do Very well because no one wants to see anybody but Harrison Ford play I him
1: I loved it I haven't seen it <laughs> Evan Sorry um Anyway, he had a plane crash he, on a golf he
0: had to do a cra- an emergency landing oh, on no. a golf course. Broke his leg.
1: Did he land on the green? Because I yes, hear that you cannot he you no. cannot drive a golf cart on the green. So well, he landed people were probably very mad at him. The
0: people that were trying to help him land were like, just don't land in a sandbank because it's almost impossible oh, to get you no, out of there. A
1: sand dune.
0: Well, no, not really. Just making a joke about how hard it is to get a golf ball out of this. Oh, I get it. That's
1: funny. (laughs) No, it's not. Apparently, it's not. No, I was very gullible and was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, he did. They told him not to land in the sand. The wheels can't get out of there. (laughs) Um,
0: But um, yeah, he survived, obviously. But even that, like a small plane crash where the worst thing you get is a broken leg, must be. Horrifying horrible. and like the job of a pilot like fucking Sully or whoever has yeah. to it's like you've got
1: land, the plan, the plane and try not to die.
0: It's like there's there's a breed of person that is like if you look at something like Apollo 13, if you ever heard the actual tape of the Houston, we have a problem. It's Go the cool. calmest.
1: I uh, just want to let you know uh, the plane is on fire and we are going down. All, <laughs> oh, right. oh, you know
0: what just happened? Uh, the windshield to the plane broke, cut uh, off my arm, so I'm I'm I've bleeding got, profusely I've out of my out of a stub,
1: flying on my right arm. Um,
0: um, my oh,
1: co- my co-pilot just passed out. I
0: didn't realize uh, it, but apparently a serial killer snuck into the cargo bay and now he's crawling happening. out of the plane. Try- uh, okay. I am okay. literally fighting him off right now as I talk yeah. to you with one arm. Yep. And uh-huh. no glass in front of me and the air that's just shooting at yeah, us.
1: Oxygen is leaving my body right now. So um, if
0: you guys could just give me a suggestion
1: out. of uh, where uh, I could okay, land. I'm going. Goodbye.
0: That'd be great. It's
1: amazing. Yeah. You cool. have
0: to be that fucking brave. Well, you have I, to. Yeah, I think so. So what we're basically trying to say is that she had fucking balls yeah. of steel.
1: Yeah. Ova of Gold.
0: Yes. Gold the ova of gold. The golden snake. Which sounds like something that Indiana Jones would be looking for.
1: I'm always looking for that.
0: Mm-hmm. So uh, am I, honey. I so am I. I want to say
1: that in addition to her piloting feats. Yes. Uh, Amelia Earhart was also known for encouraging women to reject constrictive social norms and oh. to pursue various opportunities, especially in the field of aviation. I
0: didn't know that.
1: She founded uh, an organization of female pilots. That became the ninety nine. See, I had that written down. And oh, okay. I didn't even remember it? I
0: didn't know she founded it too. I think she founded
1: it. Well, and this is the um, thing too
0: that makes the to to for whatever reason she's an interesting person to me because I don't get the feeling that she was controversial. No, I think for whatever reason I think people she were like, had. We love her. Yeah, she had this type of personality where yeah. people that even the people that were against women's rights and things were like. Ah, but that's just Amelia. Let her do it. <laughs> it's
1: kind of like it kind of reminds me of like Emma, not M, Emma Watson. Mm-hmm. Where they're, they're like the, everyone loves Hermione Granger so much right. that she can be like, "This is how I feel about feminism, and this is what I think we and should do." And like, people are just like, "Yeah, but
0: she's her. Hermione. Yeah. And she's also." gorgeous. And you know, Amelia Hart wasn't a bad looker.
1: She was, yeah, for but her time. It helps she was a good look if you're,
0: like, really stunning and the guys are just like, okay, <laughs> whatever you want.
1: That's all that men think about, right, Pretty much. Yeah.
0: Pretty much.
1: Uh, she also debuted a functional clothing line in 1933 and it was designed, quote, for the woman who lives actively, end quote. Isn't nice. that awesome? That's really cool. Yeah, so she's, like,
0: she did have the body of like a, a, a female volleyball player or something, yeah. just like lithe and thin slim and tall and, and ready
1: to really spike slim, a ball. really slim. Yeah. Well, she probably had to be tiny
0: to in those yeah. little light planes. Yeah. But she was also tall, so she probably hunched over. Oh. That would be uncomfortable.
1: Upsetting. Uh, so then I was talking about that solo flight from Hawaii to California in 1935, and it was 2,408 miles long which is a longer distance obviously from the Mm -hmm. United States to Europe she left Honolulu and after 17 hours and 7 minutes landed in Oakland the following day and then later in 1935 she was the first person to fly from LA to Mexico City
0: that's awesome so she yeah. she accomplished so much, and could have accomplished so much more. But here's where we get to why we're talking about her in the first place. The rub, Aye, hey, there's the rub. So uh, June first, nineteen thirty-seven. Nineteen thirty-seven. Doom, doom, doom. Her and her co-pilot, her navigator, Fred Noonan. Noonie. Noonie took off. from- That's my nickname for him. Noonie. i she bad. called him
1: Noonie. It's not bad.
0: Uh, Well, and the idea was to have to be the first flight around the world. When when she was done with this flight, she was going to claim to have flown the equator, basically. Yeah. To be the only person, I think,
1: circumnavigated the entire
0: world, the globe
1: in that ish in a plane.
0: Right, and so this was a huge deal. Yeah. Everyone was excited about it and they had it meticulously planned out because that's one of those things too with pilots that you don't think about. But like, even if you're doing say scuba diving, yeah, before you can get your license, you have to know how to do all this math yeah. and all this stuff. And like in case of emergency, you do this. And yeah. with pilots, it's like, okay, they're looked at as daredevils and they are, yeah, but also like... A daredevil has to be able to plan
1: yeah, What they're going to do Like an idiot jumps off of yes. the roof An idiot you know does that But yes. someone who's a daredevil like is going to be like Okay yeah. this is how I do the flip this Evil Knievel
0: wouldn't have driven off a ramp Unless he knew exactly how long that right, ramp was, was. And it still yeah. fucked him up sometimes yeah. And that was the thing like there's so many things that Can go wrong yeah. You have to make sure that you have a contingency plan yeah. For each of them which the is why I think People also. knew the impression I get Is that people knew what she was doing was very brave but everyone thought she would make it. Yeah. I think everyone was just like, yeah, she's got this. I think so. Which is another reason I think that the mystery has has sustained as long as it has, yeah. because it was so shocking and unexpected. It's like the Titanic was so shocking and unexpected. Right.
1: This is the unsinkable ship. This is the unsinkable,
0: ship, unsinkable ship. And Amelia Earhart is the unsinkable pilot. Pilot lady person. Yeah. And so. It was one of those things that I think and, and for the most part, I mean, she almost made it. Did she? I mean she was pretty, she, did. she was pretty close. She'd already gone over all the continents and everything yeah. that she was gonna go on in her trip. And um she was about to land she was in- at Howland Island, I think, yeah. which was supposed to be then her next stop.
1: Where where is that?
0: It's I think off the coast of Japan. I could be wrong about that, though, okay. but I know when we get to the theories about what happened, oh, right. being in Japanese sure, right, right. waters is going it's to a play time. a part in what some people think may have happened to her. But let's just talk about the trip.
1: Let's do it. She set out in a twin-engine yep. Lockheed Electra.
0: Yes. Is that Which had 1,000 pounds of fuel, Ooh. and she started from Oakland, California.
1: She made various refueling stops mm-hmm. before she got to New Guinea yep. on June 29th. That's, is that right? Thirty days after she started, I mean,
0: that wouldn't surprise me at all.
1: Because New that. Guinea,
0: I think, was one of the places she was last actually filmed mm, alive.
1: Cool. Yeah, they had traveled twenty two thousand miles by that, which point. is
0: ridiculous.
1: Yeah, and then she they departed on July second, headed for Howland Island. So yeah. yeah, they weren't trying to like set any land speed records. No, 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 no. They were no. just like, can we make it? Can we we're do stopping it? Stopping at fuel places. Yes. Boop boop. boop.
0: Because I think, I don't think there's a plane even existence in today that yeah. could go around the world without stopping. Yeah. To refuel.
1: Yeah. This, be Maybe one day. But it'd be too heavy to fly.
0: True. Or uh, unless someone makes some um, amazing, like, fuel, fuel that is de- compact. De- de- <laughs>
1: dehydrated fuel. Yeah. That'd be weird.
0: But everything at this point was going really, really smoothly. Yeah. Now, here is an interesting fact. I don't know if you have this, I'm but already. I do. That may have been the portent of doom. <gasps> Because if you look at the video of them, this is one part of one theory that we'll get into later. But if you see the video of the plane leaving New
1: Guinea,
0: uh, there's kind of a puff of smoke that comes out right before it leaves the ground towards the back of the plane, which Mm -hmm. is where one of the antenna were. Some people think that that antenna Ripped off the plane and they weren't aware of it. Oh no. Because so they couldn't
1: communicate. The
0: other thing that was part of this plan was there were all these naval ships that were near Howland Island. Because
1: Howland Island is like a little coral atoll, yes. a little like corally island. Yeah. So it's hard to see.
0: Yes. And she was supposed to radio to a ship, a naval ship called the Atasca.
1: Yeah, that's what I have too. Uh,
0: they were communicating, they were supposed to be communicating back and forth. When she got close enough. Yeah. So... yeah,
1: that's why they had all those ships around it. Yes. They were, like, brightly lit, like, two brightly lit U.S. Yeah. ships. They were just like, hey,
0: it's And just good to know. know. And, again, it shows you how much support she had. When you right. can get the U.S. Navy like, to say, like, four fucking ships to be like, hey, we will guide you in. You got this. I love it. And she was supposed to yeah. radio in every hour to a guy named Harry Balfour.
1: Look at you getting the names.
0: And he... Had noticed that there were uh he will he was trying to message her because apparently there's some really strong headwinds Oh and he was worried he he needed to make sure she knew. Now, obviously, as a pilot, she could when she hits those yeah. uh, uh, headwinds, she knows. But the thing was, the plane had so much fuel in it. Yeah. People couldn't figure out if she did crash. And this is this is the whole point of this podcast, if you don't know that. On this journey, right before they reached Howland Island, Amelia Earhart and Fred Noonan and their plane just disappeared. Yeah. And no one has definitively found them since. No one yeah. knows exactly what happened to yeah. them. One of the questions that people have is how could she have run out of fuel? She had, if she just crashed in the ocean, yeah. she had more than enough fuel to make it to Howland Island. Well, Why didn't she get there? I
1: have that late in the journey. Earhart radioed the Itasca That right. the plane was running out of fuel Yes,
0: And that was people like how the fuck is that even possible They're like, huh? One of the only transmissions that got through Yeah Was her saying she was low on fuel yeah. And everyone's just like how the fuck did that happen Right But if she had headwinds She would have to Or if she had to avoid mountains or whatever mm-hmm. One of the theories of how she may have lost fuel mm-hmm. Is she had to increase her elevation To avoid mm-hmm. those things Okay and that just burned off just too, too much. much fuel. And she wasn't that far from Howland Island. I don't know the exact miles she was from Howland Island, but.
1: Yeah, and before like GPS, like, I mean, right. it was in the 30s. So we're like, we don't have GPS, right. little black boxes of like, let's. I mean, they can't find the plane, so they right. can't get the little black box. Like, if it's, it's
0: not on one. their radar in the ship, yeah. they got nothing. They yeah. just know a general area
1: of where she was. last. So, so
0: all of a knows. sudden, the transmissions stopped. Yeah. And ships were sent out to where they thought the last sort of area would be. And they searched for about two weeks.
1: Yeah. It said on July 19th, the operation for searching for her was called off,
0: which is crazy because they already seemed so close and you got all these naval ships that know kind of where she was, yeah. but I guess the thing is, okay, if she sunk, yeah, back then there was no way to get to the bottom of the again. Sonar right. could have told them something But even then the All you get is like a blob So
1: deep, Yes like that's the thing like They're still like I mean we kind of talked about On you know last season of the podcast yeah. about Like oceans yeah. being like We still don't know what's in the oceans Like Penn,
0: I think it was Penn Jillette That made a really good point about The Bermuda Triangle which yeah. is why I'm probably Going to avoid the Bermuda Triangle uh-huh. in this season Because I think it's pretty much Self-explanatory oh, okay. yeah, but he yeah, was I like understand. One of his points was you never hear of a train disappearing. Right. And I was like, that is such a good point yeah. because you can't lose a train. You can't. The ocean is big enough you can to lose, lose planes, yeah. ships, everything without a trace. And so people go, Oh no, it must be something mysterious. Like, oh, it's the ocean.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like people <laughs> going up into mount- uh, into like the mountains and being like, yeah. Oh, they're lost. It's like the mountains are huge. Yes. Like you, you can lose. And we can't easily get
0: up there. Yeah,
1: right. And it's like, we can't easily plumb the the depths no. of the ocean to be like oh yeah no no one's down here
0: it's it's the one place on earth we still haven't explored and not even explored the amount of we had explored we have explored is yeah. is minuscule compared to what we don't know
1: the kraken's down there the
0: kraken look if you've ever seen a giant squid you believe in the kraken <laughs> i hate it. they're uh, terrifying
1: apparently there were 4 million dollars were spent on search resources wow. in the 1930s yeah i wonder
0: million. what the transition rate for that would be now
1: it's probably ten times that.
0: So now was her transmission about losing fuel the last time anyone heard from her? The
1: last what I had the last transmission was is quote we are running north and south. Yes. Quote. That's the last transmission that That's the last transmission Alaska that the
0: has. military thinks they heard.
1: Oh, F that. One
0: of the more interesting things and one of the more oh, creepy things.
1: Bob, I'm not ready.
0: Well, I'm, also, getting,
1: I'm getting chills already. Okay.
0: Also, the problem is it's it might not be true because oh, a on. lot of people started saying they had been able to intercept Amelia Earhart transmissions. Mm. But this woman named uh Vanessa. Betty Betty Clink believes that she heard a woman on her ham radio arguing with a man And talking about how uh, the water's rising or something like that. Oh. So she believes that she heard Amelia Earhart and Fred Noonan after they crashed.
1: Oh, wow. If
0: they didn't crash directly into the ocean. Nice. So, but the big question is, what did happen? Yeah. And no one knows. But there are. I was able to find four big theories. Oh,
1: I was able to find three big theories. Well, one of them
0: is ridiculous.
1: (laughs) Okay. Well, I'm excited. Real quick, before we talk about theories, I just have one little thing. Uh, Amelia Earhart apparently, throughout her trip, like that month before Uh she was lost, was sending her husband uh, Georgie some uh, just different materials and Mm -hmm. letters and diary entries, and he published them. In oh, I need a to read those. Called uh, Last Flight, nineteen thirty-seven. Oh, I need to read that. So I know. So I'm like, that's like. I wonder a if there's sweet, an
0: audiobook version of it.
1: Nice thing. Yeah. Oh, you record it. Um.
0: I mean, it, yeah, it, so it, it's it's cool, cool because obviously he was fascinated with her enough yeah. to write a book. And can you imagine, like, oh. that'd be like a biographer going to do a biography about I don't know Hugh Jackman or something, and then falling in love and starting a relationship. Oh. It's like it's that whole thing where like you've got this person on a pedestal, and then you meet them, and you're just like. You're as good as I thought you were. In fact, mm-hmm. I never want you to leave my side. Aww. Although, like, I would be interested in, in, in seeing what happened to this guy after. He's, you know, I'm sure he's still not alive.
1: No, I wouldn't think so. Although he
0: might be. Let's let's look him up. Maybe I mean, that'll be a PS in the notes was for the episode. In
1: 1997.
0: Yeah, he's so he's probably, I think he, would, he was a little bit older he than her. He would
1: have to be like 120 or something. You,
0: you, you could be 120. You're
1: so old, George. <laughs> tell us
0: more. I'm a stepping young lad.
1: Okay, the three theories I have, Evan.
0: Yes. Start with the least plausible, and okay. we'll go back and forth. Well, okay. you know what? Let me go ahead and give you my fourth theory, Yeah. because this is the least, least plausible. Because I need to
1: hear this. It's aliens.
0: Well, there are people out I there that believe she was abducted by this. aliens. This is amazing. Okay. Which is just, that's all I'm going to say about it, because it's I, dumb.
1: They're flying, like the aliens are like, wow, this person is due to be in yeah. that this island. Oh wow, but she's flying and she's closer to us, so I'm gonna like, yes, and suck the plane Bloop. off the flyway.
0: Yeah, and then take a cow. Marr. Um, so to me, that's it's not even worth entertaining, other than just to know there's a group of people that believes that. Just like there's a group of people that believe that Stanley Kubrick filmed the moon landing and that The Shining is actually him trying to tell people about him filming the moon landing. You don't believe that. Not a... Yeah.
1: Why Why is 14 so important
0: in that? Oh, movie? Oh, oh, oh. 14 isn't. I don't know. I think that. it's room 237. <laughs> Dang it.
1: 237. I couldn't remember. Why the would number. 14 be
0: important in <laughs> pertaining to the moon 14
1: landing? 14 is the next one, and I don't
0: know. <laughs> Apollo 13 was the one no, that was no, way but the, after this. The
1: 14 <laughs> is the next one, so I was like, oh, it's the
0: Saturday one. the 14th equals Friday, Friday the, 13th, the 13th, and Friday the 13th is an unlucky movie. day, and because we wanted to go to the moon, but Stanley we didn't Cooper because we were unlucky the patterns in the carpet what he's trying twins, to say is twins
1: man coming yep
0: we we just it. figured it out
1: ties together you have
0: changed my mind but all and those well, kind of stupid conspiracy theories are just exactly what they are and just should be stuck into the into the into the garage of history yeah. and never to be seen again what yeah. do you have
1: well okay uh there's one about sapan Island yes which i'm sure you definitely yes. have in your theory uh During the 1980s,
0: oh 1980s,
1: 1980s. Some researchers were examining the disappearance, and uh, they thought that she would that she landed on this the island of Saipan, S A I P A N. Mm -hmm. So I'm Saipan, Saipan.
0: I I don't know. We're
1: gonna say (laughs) one of those, Uh, and that they were captured and executed by the Japanese Navy. Because if you remember, 1937 is when all this junk is happening, Mm -hmm. and something. Like World War II yeah. is going to be happening soon. And
0: I think it was very easy for Japan at the time to believe that and, – I and, and I'm sure they'd see news about her – Yeah. And I'm sure that to a certain extent, any American flying into your airspace or your water space, you're going to view as hostile and you're going to view as a spy. And
1: maybe like you would think that they would have taken all the precautions to be like, we're going to clear this with all the nation's airspace that we're traveling through. However, like maybe some miscommunication happened down the pipe and people were like, well, this is happening.
0: But one of the other theories – actually answers that question is that she was a spy.
1: Right! I read something that she was a spy for the Roosevelts. Yeah. And that they actually did safely land back in America and they just took other identities.
0: Now that, I I heard that one as well. Which is
1: really not plausible. The
0: woman... That I can't remember what her name is, but there was a woman that oh was God, yes. accused of being her Amelia Earhart,
1: Amelda like something. She
0: didn't really even look like her. It's just people gravitated towards it, and she
1: was just like everyone stopped saying it. <laughs> she like, wrote a, a book and she sued the publisher. There was like some like publisher who like wrote a, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. a thing and was like this is Amelia Earhart and she sued him. That's like, what it
0: was. She didn't write she a was book. Like, she sued Stop the. It. Yeah. But I
1: think she might have also written a book afterwards. Maybe. Just like, this is all the ish that happened. Can
0: you imagine how crazy your life would be if you, Emily Grove, were just walking down the street and somebody comes up to you and says, you're Audrey Hepburn. You're just like, like, what? (laughs) I
1: am. Give me money now. You kind of
0: look like her. I can kind of see it. I don't. A little. Um, Uh, So that is, again, definitely outlandish. I do not believe this old lady was Amelia Earhart. I think my- Logic in my heart and my brain tells me she's been dead for a very long time. Agreed. And um, again, she's like
1: 120. Right. She still again, alive.
0: how that happened, you know, I don't know. There's a, a quote unquote famous. Well, there's some people who say they were eyewitness witnesses yeah. to seeing Amelia Earhart in a Japanese POW camp and seeing her plane
1: yeah. in a hangar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's this dude, um, Thomas Devine. Yeah. Is this the same guy you, saw, you talked about?
0: The name is familiar. Okay,
1: yeah. He claims to have seen her plane on Saipan yeah. during World War II seven years after she disappeared. Right. And he heard two soldiers talk about, like, oh, yeah, this is Amelia Earhart's plane. Mm-hmm. And an official, like, shut those soldiers down for talking about it. They were, like, he overheard the official be like, mm-hmm. don't talk about that. And then later he saw the plane flying overhead, like they were like still using the plane.
0: Oh wow. So
1: he saw the plane overhead and wrote down the identification numbers and the numbers matched the plane, those that were on Amelia Earhart's plane. Well, that's really compelling. And then he claimed that the army destroyed the plane later that night by setting it on fire. But that's
0: the problem. Is it's just a claim. Right. Someone could have snapped a fucking picture. If you thought someone was flying Amelia Earhart's plane around. Yeah. Wouldn't you do everything you could to get a picture? Well, I mean,
1: cameras were not like iPhones back then. True. You'd be like, have to find a reporter who has a camera. But
0: one of the things that supposedly connects Amelia Earhart to this theory is a picture. A bunch of people on a dock and right. a woman that from behind kind of looks like Amelia Earhart sitting in between them. And a guy that kind of looks like Fred Noonan mm-hmm. standing up beside them. Yeah. I think that has been effectively done. Debunked.
1: I think that was debunked. And I read because something. the picture was too old. Yeah. And also, I think there was something about the there was a a, a ship in the picture that yeah. was like dragging a plane. Yes. It like looked like it was a plane, a plane crash. And it yes. was like dragging the plane out of something. And the, that ship was actually nowhere in the vicinity. Like it, on July 2nd. Right. That plane was. Across the world, okay, like it was just not in the vicinity. So there's no way it so would have no, gotten right. there by July third, right? Like it wouldn't have right. that it couldn't be, um, which I think is an interesting thing. I never thought about like oh, it is just where the ship was, and
0: there's something about, and I think that generation of people has got a stranglehold on creepy history yeah. because oh, yeah. we document things so well, but there's something creepy about black and white photos, man, I and know. even that picture of Amelia Earhart. Supposedly, even though we're pretty sure it's not her, yeah, it's creepy to look at. Yeah, You're like ooh, it's almost like she's turning her head to look at you. It's like
1: I knew it, it's you, Amelia.
0: It's like a scene out of It or something where she just comes alive in I the picture. Like that. It's I just have that a couple she.
1: Couple other things about this. Oh, oh no, please go Saipan, ahead. Saipan, Saipan, Saipan. Saipan
0: yeah. About the, Let's call the whole thing,
1: thing that seemed to back up the theory. Okay. That there was this other soldier, Bob Wallach. W.A.L.L.A.C.K. Okay. He claims, again, all these are claims. Right. He claims he found a bag filled with documents that were owned by Amelia Earhart, including her passport. And he turned the documents over to his commanding officer, and the documents were never seen again.
0: This, This is what I hate about claims.
1: I know. Because. It's just Bob trying to get his name out there. Right. Thanks, Bob.
0: I mean. Nothing. You know, talking about Jack the Ripper. Th- yeah. there's a new book every year about somebody that believes they found up. conclusive evidence about who the Jack the Ripper was. Yeah. They just want to make a quick buck and they want to get their name out there. Yeah. Like if I found paper again, maybe this is just me and you're right. We live in an era where taking pictures of things is way easier. Yeah. However, if I found paperwork, <laughs> it was like Amelia Earhart's paperwork. Yeah. I keep a-, a sheet of it. Or take a picture of it or something. I
1: think in the military, though, like people are just like, I'm going to give this to my commanding officer. It will get to the I guess right the hands. question
0: then becomes why? There's why would the military the cover it up?
1: Well, I don't know.
0: If she was a spy. But look at Maybe. the things that we do know. I yeah. was just talking to somebody about this the other day about, you know, Lyndon Johnson and the Gulf of Tonkin. Yeah. Like Everyone knows now that that was a lie in order to get us into Vietnam. Yeah. If they can't keep the lid on that Yeah. Wouldn't someone have come out some point with proof or something legitimate saying we had a conspiracy to cover up Amelia Maybe Earhart's disappearance? Stuff.
1: Maybe there are other conspiracies that the government Who knows? is more knows? I mean, successful to be fair,
0: up, I think a yeah? certain amount of conspiracy theories are kinda fun. Like yeah. it'd be kinda fun to think that there's a big espionage thing. Yeah. But the likelihood
1: I mean, it it's a smart thing to be like Amelia Earhart, like this ruse of like yeah. going around the world and she wasn't trying to do it for time. Right. She was just taking her time. So I mean, she look. She needed to get secrets from Pete. If, like, if, I don't know. if
0: I knew that someone was going to be flying around the world and everyone knew they were going to be flying around the world and I was in the military and wanted some intel, it would make sense to go to that person and say, look. As long as you're gonna be in the area. Yeah. Let's just take some fucking pictures. Or
1: even the whole thing was set up as like, oh, we're gonna have you circumnavigate the globe and also go to Japan. The
0: only thing that makes me question that is how like her whole life sort of led up to that. So was she part of this governmental conspiracy for her whole life.
1: <laughs> no, I don't think so, but I think that they were just like, oh, you flew across the Atlantic solo, and right. you're really popular, and people really like you, and you're an international celebrity. Right, and
0: people probably wouldn't assume yeah. that you're working for so, us. So,
1: by the way, can you do a thing?
0: That's kind of what I was thinking. Wow. They, they knew that people knew who she was, and that people wouldn't question right. why she was flying like, over you, them. why are
1: you here? Why are you flying? Yeah. Because uh, I'm a fucking pilot. That's but,
0: in my heart of hearts, I don't believe the governmental conspiracy story. Yeah. If you've got any more on that, please. Oh, great. Go for it. Just one
1: more. One more bullet point, Evan. Uh, One Saipan native who was still living in the 1990s, they were interviewed in the 1990s, said that in the late 1930s, two Americans were captured by the Japanese. They were forced into the town center where they were stripped of their clothing and therefore revealed that one of them was a woman. Oh. And the two were held prisoner for several days, and then the witness later recalled seeing the woman taken to a field and executed by a firing squad. Wow! The witness is certain that the woman was Amelia. However, the events are mostly apocryphal. Up, uh, apocryphal. Ha <laughs> ha! Apocryphal. Yeah, like handed down generation to right. generation. In eighteen, sorry, in nineteen eighty-seven, though, a search was done of the area where the execution allegedly happened, and a blindfold was found. Hmm. However, no remains were located.
0: But if someone had the – maybe there'd be DNA on it? I don't know. I don't know. Could be. That's the thing. It's so hard to to get physical evidence. That's why, for my money, the two last theories that I have are the most plausible. Yeah. One being the very obvious, they crashed into the ocean and were lost forever. Yeah. The other, what I think is the more intriguing one – does it involve a certain island it does. that is kind of hollow in the middle almost and has a lot of water and the tide goes up and the tide comes oh, down? Oh, I didn't take a
1: picture of the, of the island. It's, I did see that.
0: It's, it's called Nikamororo Island, Nika also known as, Maroro. previously known as uh, Gardner Island. Yeah. And it is, when you look at a picture of it, it just looks like... Like a giant lake with a giant coast around it. Ooh, and apparently, donut? yeah, kind mm. of in the middle of it, you know, the ocean tide would rise up and down very frequently. And it was oh also uninhabited goodness. by other human beings. So one of the popular theories is that. She knew that she wasn't going to make it to Howland Island, right. mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. she did a crash landing on this other island, the Nikamororo Island. Yeah. I hope that's the correct way to say that. I think it is, too. And that they both survived. Yeah. And one of the reasons, and to me the most compelling evidence for this, and I saw this article recently and thought that they found some bones recently. Yeah. Apparently, they found some a guy named... Gerald Gallagher in 1939 found a partial human skeleton and a campsite on that island. I thought those bones had been discovered recently, but this was like 1939, 1940, something like that. Problem is incompetence kind of takes over here because not only did he find bones in a campsite, he also found a sextant, which is yes. something that pilots use. Yes. And so he's just like, holy fuck, this could be Amelia Earhart. Yeah. So he takes it to this doctor. Yeah. Doctor Hood.
1: Mm, look at you getting more names. I
0: think that was his name. And goes, hey, I found these bones. That might be Amelia Earhart. Yep. What do you think? He takes a look at him and goes, nope. Nope, yep, this is not a tall, slender woman's bones. This is a short, stocky man's bones.
1: Oh, yeah, I think I read something.
0: And about so the that. guy was like, oh, fuck, I guess it wasn't Amelia Earhart then. Not to mention the fact that Fred Noonan's bones were not found nice. anywhere. They and that find what they think might have happened to this person's bones, whoever they are, is that they died and then most of them were eaten by coconut crabs because there are a ton oh of God. coconut crabs in the island. And if you've ever seen a coconut crab, they're massive. Oh, my gosh. And their claws. They're called coconut crabs because their claws crack coconuts. I cannot. But they're very slow. I mean, they don't hunt people, but they oh will eat whatever they can find that's washed up. So if Amelia Earhart died around, or whoever's body was died around this campsite, it got ripped apart by coconut crabs. Mm. Um, the problem with this doctor is that once he determined that the bones were not Amelia Earhart, he fucking tossed them.
1: Yes, that's what I have. They don't have the remains anymore. What a
0: fucking idiot horrible fucking idiot
1: but you don't i mean like of course he would have been like this isn't right uh.
0: but wouldn't you want to f- maybe figure out who they were like,
1: you don't know DNA. i mean who can, how can you do that without DNA i know testing? but st-
0: like i guess know? hindsight being 2020 yeah. i guess for me i would have been like well let's hold on to the remains just in case there's some breakthrough later and yeah. now people in the modern times looking back at people that our experts in this field of forensics look at his technique to determine the gender and the age and the height of all these bones. And are yeah. like, it was the the science he was using was antiquated. Yeah. He was also like looking at the, he determined it wasn't a female because of the narrowness of the hips or whatever. But yeah. look at her. She's
1: skinny. She's skinny. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like you could see a skeleton of a skinny woman and just assume, well, their hips are supposed to look like this. But not every woman is built the same you're looking yeah. at every man is built the same yeah. some guys are hippie <laughs> yeah and you would think their skeletons are female so i love this the theory is because there were other things found on the island too one of the most interesting things mm-hmm. they found a jar an empty <gasps> jar of this anti-freckle lotion that she used mm-hmm. so i'm just like what the fuck, man? How could that not be Amelia Earhart? Yeah,
1: I'm but
0: going. we'll never know because yeah. asshole threw away the bones. They found a panel from yeah. a plane. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, and you. Well, you in, know, I've talked enough. You talk about that. No, it's
1: great. Yeah, in like in 2014, there was a piece of aluminum. That was found on the island, uh-huh. and that was believed by the International Group for Historic Aircraft Recovery, Tighar. Mm-hmm. Their their website is very fascinating. Also.
0: I didn't check their website, yeah. but I do have them in my notes. Tighar is,
1: a t- is they, they are serious about Amelia. Um, but they, it's believed by Tighar to be a patch. What was that sound?
0: It's probably the limb from a tree.
1: <laughs> Champ. Okay, Let everyone, me, something? Let's... let's
0: I'm going to pause and save happen. this and then just go see if my house is in That's one magical.
1: piece. That's
0: <laughs> magical. Let's do it. Hey guys, this is Evan. Hey, Jason Underwood. And if you're enjoying listening to the Lucky 10,000, then come on over to a podcast where nobody's ever getting lucky, ever. Here on the Lucky 10,000, you're here to learn, but with the Bearded Ones, we're here to make you laugh. And and maybe you'll learn something while you're laughing. Yeah, learn something like about Batman. <laughs> I mean, for uh, we were on a stint of Matlock for a while. I, it was funny to me. The, hey, I mean, I enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, that's not how you sell <laughs> Come anything. Come on over and listen to the Bearded One podcast, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I like it. I'd be a shit salesman. <laughs> <laughs> um, Come buy this car. I mean, I drove it once. You, yeah, probably, you probably wouldn't like yeah, it. Yeah, you don't want to. <laughs> you, yeah, don't yeah, want to yeah, yeah. you know what? Fuck this. Don't listen to Bearded One. <laughs> Come on, check us out. Bearded Ones comedy podcast on the Bearded Pods network. I knew that. I didn't know that. Well, that's why we're here, listening to The Lucky 10,000. You learn something new with every episode. And while you're here at the Bearded Pods Network, you might want to come and give us some pod love. We're Teddy and the Bass Man. We cover all
1: sorts of subjects, speak with tons of interesting guests, and entertain you with a melange of vintage commercials and jingles, and a whole plethora of eclectic music. You might even learn something from us as well. It'll probably be about bondage, but... Teddy and the
0: Basement. So anyway, <clears throat> now that uh, we're both still alive, I wonder if that came through. I wonder if people could hear it. I
1: guarantee it came through.
0: I'll have to listen back. That'd we're be We're not
1: both dead.
0: One of us is dead, but you'll have to figure out which one. That's oh my the mystery. Oh my anyway, so all this stuff together, what you're what talking, you about talking about the panel. You're talking about the panel of the plane.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, so, uh, Tighar believes that it is a patch from the fuselage, fuselage?
0: Fuselage, I yeah. don't
1: know that, of Earhart's plane. And the patch- Replaced a navigational window, which can be seen in a photo of the plane taken by the Miami Herald when the plane departed from Puerto Rico.
0: Absolutely. And just going back real fast, just for one second. Yeah. Uh, the name of the lady that was accused of being Amelia Earhart was Irene Bolum. That was her married Irene. name. Irene. Um, And that, to me, was really fascinating, too. So when you if we were this is the way I try and think about this kind of stuff. If we were a lawyer presenting this case in court. Ooh. Nothing else has evidence like this theory does. This is true. You've got bones. You've got accoutrement. You've got a panel from a plane. One of the things that people use to debunk this theory, though, mm-hmm. is that uh, the Navy at least flew over that island. Yeah. And saw nothing.
1: Well, I have that one week after the flight disappeared, uh-huh. three U.S. Navy search planes flew over the island. Uh-huh. The Navy flyers saw, quote, signs of recent habitation, but they thought that the island was inhabited, so they kept flying. But the oh, island boy. had actually been abandoned since 1892. Yeah. So of course they wouldn't see anything. Of course. Like they'd be like, this is a habited a island. Everything's cool. Because on.
0: the plane. Because there's a very famous picture, too, pertaining to this. Mm-hmm. you know the landing gear picture? Oh, no. There's a picture. Uh, of a ship. Somebody was taking a picture of a ship in yeah. the water in that island mm-hmm. years well, I don't know when they took the picture. But um if you zoom in like to the left of the ship, uh-huh. it looks like there's a landing gear sticking out of the water. Like <gasps> the type so that would be on cool. that plane. Now the problem is it's a grainy black and white picture. You can't fucking tell exactly what that but is.
1: But I know that Tighar, that same group, um they're like, they, they are like solely donation based. Yeah. And they're like trying to like discover.
0: Yeah. so they're not beholden government. to anybody's yeah. wild theories. Right. They're just investigating they're not like evidence.
1: They're government thing. They're just like right. a group of people trying to get aircraft recovered. And they did recent underwater imaging that shows what appears to be a strut, a fender, and a wheel and a worn gear with other possi- possible pieces in the debris field that are consistent with the landing gear of the plane. Why have
0: they not fucking dug that stuff up?
1: I don't know. I think it's probably mon- – I think – well, what I have here is that um, – the, there's just a such a high cost of like getting the and that medical oh, equipment and stuff. somebody fucking go to george clooney get Whoa, him to pay for I that don't shit know, but i think people are just like it was a hundred years ago almost a hundred years ago um yeah but <laughs> that people are just like it's fine and i'm like we need to figure out we what need, we need to know familiare. we
0: need to know and so but, I mean, for me they're also
1: starving children
0: well, they were starving too, and guess what? They got eaten by fucking crabs. This
1: is true, because it's probably, yeah, what I had is that they probably died of-
0: Starvation? If they
1: landed there, mm-hmm. they probably died of starvation, thirst, disease, or just dehydration because the island was waterless.
0: I wonder if they boned at all.
1: Probably not. That'd be low so. on the totem pole. <laughs> However, I do have a theory that Fred Noonan and Amelia Earhart ran away together and they assumed oh. different identities. And this whole thing was a ruse. Like, we're running out of fuel. JK, we have plenty of fuel. Let's go to <laughs> Jamaica.
0: I love the fact that she had to tell him that. We're running out of fuel. And she, like, puts her hand over the radio. JK, we've got plenty I mean, of fuel. Uh-huh. Wouldn't he know? <laughs> but <laughs> like, so, that?
1: Were you laughing, Amelia,
0: when you <laughs> said that? No. But this, to me, is the one that would be the least circumstantial in a court of law. I don't know if it would win the case. I don't know if it proves beyond a reasonable doubt. But yeah. of all the theories, if they didn't just crash in the ocean, this to me is the m- most plausible. It's my favorite theory. Yeah. Because you're right. Like the one thing I was like, oh, yeah, but because there were people that said, oh, that panel doesn't fit on that plane. That's not the right kind of panel. But now people have been able to inspect it more and be like, no, yeah, we're pretty sure that was that kind of panel.
1: They also found a piece of plexiglass that was the same thickness and curvature as the window on the plane and a size nine shoe.
0: Yes, I forgot about that. Resembling
1: the footwear that she was wearing in promotional photos for the flight.
0: So you tell me, Emily. What's your favorite theory?
1: Well, I do have a little bit of info about the crash and sink theory. Okay. That could possibly, like, help it to sure. be a little plausible. Um, researchers say that, like we were saying, the Pacific Ocean is gigantic. Yes. So, there are hundreds of thousands of miles separating the little dry land dots. So, she could be anywhere. Right. Like, like finding the plane in the Pacific Ocean. Right. With its, like, the currents and everything. Difficult. Right. Um yeah, it is needle in a haystack. But kind of to stage.
0: me, she was so good at what she did. This is true. She would know, okay, we're not going to make it to Howland Island, and I'm not just going to keep driving straight over the ocean. Right. Where are we? Let's run some fucking coordinates. Let's see what's been mapped out here. Yeah. Oh, that island's closer. Let's try and make it and, there. And they just yeah. barely did.
1: And that's the thing, too. Howland Island wasn't the only island within range. Right. And the aircraft had enough fuel to reach an alternate destination. Right. Also, people believe that if the aircraft was like sunk at sea, was like ditched at sea, uh-huh. it should have been able to float until it was discovered. And right. numerous searches of the ocean floor and new underwater technology have failed to find the aircraft. So right. you would think like on the 3rd and the 4th when they're looking around the ocean, this aircraft is still going to float. Right. And the um to kind of support the Gardner Island theory, you would think that um, even if they like sunk at sea near Gardner uh-huh. Island, the plane, it's such like a, it's such a, it's another corally kind mm-hmm. of thing. Like the, there's a lot of coral around mm-hmm. that the plane would have gotten caught on some of the coral mm-hmm. and would have at least like hung out there. And they would be like, wow, we can get to this island now because our plane, which is floating, right. is snagged on this coral. Cool. Let's go swim for the island. Right. Um, and it, because of the rising and uh, mm-hmm. the rising and ebbing tides—is that the sure. word? Ebbing, flowing. Yeah. Um, that it was able to like snag it on the reef.
0: That's amazing. I think um, that is fascinating. Uh, but
1: I, I kind of enjoy. The like the hearsay yeah. of the Sepan Island theory, but I, it's fun, but I do think like the Gardner Island. I just
0: think there's more evidence because yeah. the problem with the Japan theory is that all you have is people saying, I saw this, I saw that, I saw a sheet of paper, right. and it's the weakest. One, it would make more sense just to say they fucking crashed into the ocean and we'll never find them. Yeah. To me, that one's the one where it's like, it's like Area 51. Every year you hear about somebody that quote unquote worked at Area 51 and they know exactly what's going on there, but they don't have the evidence to prove it. Cause government. I'm like, okay, there's only, unfortunately, we live in an evidence-based society, and if I walk into a room where a murder has occurred, I'm going to go with what the physical evidence is showing right. me. And this, is, to me, is the only theory where you have this evidence trail. There's plane yeah. parts there. There's body parts there. There's the yeah. same fucking lotion that she used. And
1: it being this uninhabited island yes. since the what did I say? 1890s. Yes. Yeah. 1892. But then the next like sign of habitation was in. 1940 um but it would but you know when uh i think it was the u.s government was doing yeah no a british sorry uh, there's a british colony Uh um that was there in 1940 and that's the dude who was like i found the skeleton right um but then that colony was abandoned uh in a drought in 1963 and then after that
0: i wonder how many people have gone back to that island looking for things i don't know Especially if that was a landing gear poking out of the ocean, then you'd think the plane wouldn't even be that far down. At least a piece of it that you could find.
1: And it makes me think, though, like they found a woman's shoe there. Yeah. You would have like an idea of like the style. Mm
0: -hmm. You would have an
1: idea of like time period. I mean, not exact. But But
0: she also didn't dress like typical women of the era.
1: Yeah. I mean, I wish it was like. Maybe she designed the shoes for her active women. And it Maybe. would have like Amelia Earhart brand. It's like, this is proof. I'm kidding. Um,
0: Air, Earhart.
1: Oh, Air Jordans, Air Earharts. <laughs> I love it. But I think that would be, I mean, that would at least give you a time period. Yes. And if you're thinking, who is like women's shoes on an abandoned island mm-hmm. near where Amelia Earhart went down kind of makes sense. Near
0: a campsite with something a pilot would use yeah. with bones the big question is if you can find the bones of one why can't you find the bones of the other and I, it to makes, a certain extent that makes sense because yeah you know bones aren't forever
1: and also the bones were like they'd not it wasn't a full skeleton no. it was like parts of a skeleton so your coconut crab theory makes some sense <laughs> well, it's not
0: mine but
1: it's yours there
0: are coconut crabs on claim. that island
1: take claim for that
0: right i invented coconut crabs
1: You're a mad scientist. (laughs) They're just part coconut, part crab. The The reason
0: we're doing this episode is I'm guilty for causing the death of Amelia Earhart because of the awful creatures that I invented that were going to take over the world. But then I said, no, they're too dangerous. And I put them on this island.
1: You didn't kill her. You just uh, allowed her to be eaten. Yeah, (laughs) But yeah. And they also I will say they have not found Fred Noonan's bones, which is a little suspect. A little because That's that was
0: my point, but yeah. also what like these films? things could fucking crack coconuts with their claws. I guess they
1: could. I guess they could. And yeah, you're right. Maybe but he didn't
0: survive. Maybe one of them did die at sea. I don't fucking know. No one does. And this is going to be one of those things until we can get something. Could find something like DNA Or find the actual plane We're yeah. never gonna know But we'll to me, know. of all the big unsolved mysteries Like I said, we just did an episode with, with Trevor Furlong about Jack the Ripper Which, if we're looking at it realistically Will probably never be solved no. Because there's so many so people that it could have ago, been So no long ago no DNA. no DNA I mean, technically there is some DNA But oh, if you want to know about to that You epi. gotta listen to the episode ah! But to me, this is solvable. Yeah, and that's why I I like the fact that we're opening the season with it, and I also like the fact that
1: donate it, to Tighar. It's
0: so yeah, <laughs> donate t- to Tighar. They'll tell you that's all about it. T i g h a r stands the for
1: International the International Group for Historic Aircraft Recovery. Yes fancy. Yeah. So they know what they're talking about?
0: I would think so. You don't want to be a group saying that you're an expert in air recovery if you've never actually done it before. Maybe. It's like I saw an episode of Penn & Teller show where this one woman said she could assist people in birthing their babies in the ocean by using wild dolphins and they asked her like, "Well, how many times have you actually done it?" None.
1: Never. Tighar.org. S- click here to support the fund to find Amelia Earhart. We'll have a
0: link in the show notes
1: they have oh yeah for immediate release on february 6th they talk about those those sweet bones and where her bones were and it has a picture of amelia earhart right beside the bones
0: uh, well and you then can you can just look at like, look at her face look at the skull and go obviously like,
1: this is a resemblance well, this is her no but i mean it has like the height like they have it set to like scale and you're like this is her height that looks like that's it fits stupid fucking body. doctor
0: that didn't know what he was talking that about and dumb, then threw the goddamn bones away.
1: Yeah. What but an they're idiot. yeah, they're not just doing yeah, they have different books. They're looking for uh Glenn Miller. Glenn Miller disappeared. He was a pilot. So they have a lot of different things that they're they're doing. So I would say go go support Tighar. Absolutely. You want to find Amelia. And the whole
0: thing too is like even if we found conclusive proof there's something almost unsatisfying sometimes about solving a mystery because yeah. then it's over. So I'm sure there would still be people that would try to debunk that just because they want the mystery to continue. Me personally, I would like to know what happened. I really I want to know what happened. I do. Um, but it's a fascinating thing. And that's why this whole season hopefully will be fascinating. Yeah. Just a little bit less entertaining because Emily won't be here.
1: Lies. You'll have much greater guests.
0: Well, this is what I'm doing. Uh, if you listen to my other podcasts, The Bearded Ones, then you'd know. If you don't, Fuck you. Go listen to the bearded ones and vote for them anyway. But uh, what we're doing is from now on, I'm going to have a different co-host each episode. We'll pick a different mystery and we'll talk about it. So, so far we've recorded Amelia Earhart and Jack the Ripper. Uh, there are some other ones I'm excited about. Oak yeah. Island, something I've always been fascinated with. I
1: cannot wait to listen to all of these. And
0: you are going to listen to them, Dark even Toon. if you're not on the show.
1: I'm going to leave a five star review. You should. And I'm going to have you read it uh, live on the air.
0: Yeah, and the whole review is going to be, "Where's Emily? This person sucks."
1: I think. Yeah, I think I should. Every week, I'll yeah. do like a Where's a Emily? long yeah. review that is Please just do. a critique of the episode, but mostly Please the do. host. So that
0: you have on. As much as it pains me to say this, we're coming to the end of the episode, Emily. And if you would like to get in touch with us and tell us how great you thought Emily was, I won't be expecting any of those messages, but you can try lucky 10,000 at Gmail. Not to mention the fact that I just want to say thank you for participating at all and thank you for doing such a great job last season and this episode. Thanks, buddy. And I also want to uh, say I've got a new audiobook out called Blood on the Ice. Yes. It's a horror comedy about a hockey team that becomes vampires to make themselves better hockey players. I love this. It's fun and goofy and silly, but the main thing I would like to say is good luck to you and Sam. Don't yes. take a plane.
1: No. Don't no ever
0: plan. fly over the ocean.
1: Nope. We're only driving in cars.
0: And if you see a coconut crab coming towards you. Run. Run. Get the fuck out of there. Get the fuck out of Dodge. Unless you're already dead. And that way you're providing sustenance for I'll another living creature. my
1: sextant, my freckle cream, and one shoe.
0: That's the biggest mystery, too. If they died on that island, it wouldn't have been pleasant. I almost kind of wish they died instantly in the ocean.
1: <laughs> I know, Right. She probably was eating that freckle cream.
0: She probably was eating at Noonan.
1: That's why they can't <laughs> find his body.
0: Yeah, she ate the bones and everything. So there's a good fucking navigator right here.
1: Why didn't I try this sooner?
0: <laughs> anyway, um, we're going to miss you very much, Emily. I'll miss you too. Obviously, you're welcome to come back anytime and maybe you will someday maybe and do a special will. episode special epi we might even get Carissa back for an episode this yes, season do which it. would be so cool anyway um, that's it I think we've got we've said everything we can say about Amelia Earhart once again there's nothing left this should be the definitive Amelia Earhart anything we solved it we've said it all so thank you guys for listening Emily I love you to death love you too and I hope you got lucky tonight bye this last bye <laughs> Thank you for being a part of the Lucky 10,000 with your host, Evan. Email us at lucky10,000 at gmail.com. Find Lucky 10,000 on Twitter at lucky underscore 10k. And visit our podcast network site at beardedpodsnetwork.com.